Welcome back to the Give It Gas podcast. It is podcast 28. We're delayed again. There's too much going on. I had to move I'll be yesterday. Honest. I'll be yeah. completely honest. I really liked uh, Monday's podcast going up at 5. Did you? It's just a lot less stress of trying to make sure everything's lining up, the video's ready to go, social media, and all this other stuff. Okay. I may just start. Tying my shoe down. Here. I may <laughs> just start pushing these podcasts to hit at five, 5 o'clock. All right. Executive decision. Boom. Executive. New podcast, 5 o'clock. <laughs> when you're lonely in your house because your state hasn't unlocked you from COVID yet, unlike our great state of Florida, and, you know. Yeah. You're having that drink and you're eating that other cold slice of pizza. Mm. Listen to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's up, man? How much? Cancel culture is back. Yeah, it is. But in what sense? Oh, let's talk about that. Work from home has been canceled. <laughs> and instead of cancel culture, it's corporate. Corporate's like hat. You guys have been canceling us all year. It's our it's turn. <laughs> it's time. We're going to cancel your work from home. So, yeah, work from home has been canceled. I was I was looking up something. Hold on one second. It was, it was Apple's employees wrote a note, and this was really funny. Um, notes about – I should have done this before we got here. Mm. But we got a lot going on, so here we go. I want to get the right numbers right. Um, it was, it was like a small amount of employees. We're just going to go with that. A small amount. See if you can find the numbers and put it in here later. A small amount of employees. Oh, according to the verge, about 80 people participated in writing and editing of the letter addressed to Tim Cook. And it was written to address about 2,800 employees in general, like mm-hmm. their voices, right? Yeah. But how many employees do you think Apple has? Oh, honestly, I, I wouldn't even know where to Apple throw have. a number. Um, 147,000 employees. Wow. So 80 employees <laughs> wrote a letter, wrote and edited a letter, voicing their opinion for 2,800 employees, but there's 147,000. Okay. Anywho. Ooh. Companies are starting to say, hey, it's time to come back to work. And uh, employees are really fighting hard. I'm seeing it all over like social media. I know you said you haven't. For some reason, social media is feeding it the crap out of me. Like yeah. People are making TikToks I've also, about it. I've also it. spent the last like couple of days just video editing like very heavily. That's that I, like, I haven't been on social media at all. That's true. Which is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so everyone's complaining about it. I know my thoughts, but I wanted to get your thoughts first before I give my thoughts. We'll we'll do. We're gonna. You're not as good of a thing because you stand a whole lot more like on the other side. But we're gonna go like the employee's <laughs> point of view, right? And then because you've been working from home. Yesterday. <laughs> you worked, I worked from, from home yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> you worked from home yesterday. Yeah. Um, and I told like. And said, work from home as much as you want. I don't care. But um, what is your opinion on it? Should people be <clears throat> complaining because they have to go back in the office? Or should they be allowed to work from home? <laughs> uh, per- my personal opinion? Your personal opinion. I think people should be at work. At work. Not, they are not at, at work. Home. They're working from Not home, at home. Working, they are working, working from home. their office. 
or their food place, whatever. What's your reasoning why? Okay, so the reasoning why, and I'll try and pick a few like really good, like what I think would be really good examples. I think uh, the number one example that people would easily notice is take a look at the movie industry right now. Okay. With a lot of people working from home, uh, there's not, so, um, let's see, there's, I'm trying to think of a movie that was supposed to come out. Oh, there uh, were so many that were supposed to come out, like, last summer. That's yeah, good. but there's, like, one that's, like, on the tip of my mind that I just saw a preview for, and I can't think of what it was. It's not Fast and the Furious. Pause right, right here, and then cut back, um, like I was saying. Um, the movie industry, for instance like you see a lot of movies that were supposed to release uh six months ago that are still in production and the reason for it is because of the fact that people are working from home and things aren't able to get um like movies they're not getting the time to shoot the movies uh as they need them and uh well you could argue covid like precautions you could you could but the thing is is like still even then like you're not able to get your shots, you're not able to get uh, all the video editing done that you need to get done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may have to, uh, like a video editor on my side, I may have to import uh, files from someone else and I gotta wait three days to get it from them because they're, I don't know, a couple hours away or whatever. Doing their thing. So I gotta wait for them to give me files, do my work, send my files to someone else for them to do their work so then it's all got to bounce around whereas if you were in an office it goes boom 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 right you're all getting that done the other way to look at it is like take for instance like um uh i was reading an article before we came here like uh there's so many like food places like take uh new york for example like i know new york is extremely populated right and they went from like their um they're like in office uh, workforce was like at 80%, whereas now like in office workforce is like, like close to 14%, mm-hmm. you know, and you take a lot of the like food places that were nearby. A lot of those food places like mom and pop shops gone out of business because there's nobody, the yeah, like there's nobody there to go and buy the, buy food from them and anything like that. So there's a lot of places that are taking hits because of the fact that there's people working from home, which, hey, if you're working from home, that's fine, whatever. I personally think that we're almost a year and a half through COVID and things are kind of starting to chill out. I mean, you take a look in just the town that we're at, nobody wears a mask here. At all. A few towns over, nobody wears a mask there. I One mean, up, and it's like everybody's <laughs> getting the vaccine now. So it's like it's starting to get to the point where things are starting to, to change and, you know, at this yeah. point in time, yeah, I think it's a good thing that people are, uh, which I don't know if it's like people are actually getting called to go work back in the office yet. I think that's that's actually what's happening. That's, but, that's what seems like HR is starting to make all the phone calls. Yeah. So I'll play devil's advocate when I shouldn't be playing devil's advocate because <laughs> for me, I'm like, everyone come back to the office <laughs> is what I should technically be saying. But mm-hmm. I think there's a time and a place yeah right um i think a lot of people's arguments right now are which you can appreciate this your commute's 45 minutes one way yeah right so you come to work but really 
over your regular work schedule, you have an hour and a half carved out in stupid driving time. time. Now, you don't have a child at home right now. Mm. You and your wife are young. You're both doing your own things most of the time. So, like, that's not much of a bother. But if you had a child at home, like, that could be, that's an hour and a half, like, wasted that you couldn't be with your kid. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of that. I'm seeing a lot of um, people are saving on gas. Ironically, they're like, I'm saving on food because I'm not eating out, even though it's like hurting this third party over here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think there are a lot of jobs that probably don't need to be in the office to a degree. Um, And that is everything from like maybe random HR stuff to like accounting or whatever. Like there's a lot, you have to be here sometimes like a majority of the time when we're filming and all that stuff, but there's other times that you could sit at home. Yeah. Right. So I think where the big funny thing right now is happening is I think people are just in for a lack of not cussing. People are complaining just to complain because that's just what people do in society. Nowadays, Mm -hmm. it seems like everyone complains. Like I just don't want to do this. Um, And I think at the same time, corporations are, making decisions without like just because that's what we've always done it's like the fossils at the top that haven't shifted with the times yeah i really think people should come back to the office here and there because i think that's where creativity happens Mm -hmm. like you and i just between you and i personally we get most of our good ideas when we're just kind of shooting the crap in the office trying to like figure stuff out and break if we were trying if we were like typing that or like on a phone call it's just yeah it's because you're working on other things when you're on that phone call right Mm -hmm. how many people are like plugged into their zoom meetings and like plugged out well it's like i see so many videos now of people who hey it's like it's a great idea you know you get to go do whatever you want but it's like there's people who will literally go buy a green screen and attach it to the back seat of their car and they will literally just have like their home background right there and they're going around town or they're yeah. shopping or they're hiking, whatever. It it's, doesn't matter. Yeah. But it's like, that's, that's not like actually working. Like that's just, I think the root of it is going back to, cause I've seen this a ton pop up too. People are like, I realized I can do my job in four hours instead of eight hours. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can be like the rest of the time I'm just sitting in the office. Why would I do that? Why can't I just continue to work here? I think it's going to take a shift from both sides. Yeah. I think people are going to have to understand that they may get a lot of work done, but collectively as a group, more work gets done when you come together. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, I think corporations are going to have to change a ton of the way that they do things. Oh, yeah. No like, doubt. I don't think people need to be in the office every single day. I don't want to be in the office every single day. There's plenty of days where I'd rather just like go somewhere, plug my headphones in and say, no one bother me. Mm-hmm. Right. So why would I expect anyone else to, but B, I don't know where this came from. I heard it came from like the old Henry Ford days of like manufacturing and stuff. But for some reason, corporations are tied to this like hardcore hourly, like you have to be here from this time frame to this time frame, yeah. whether you're working or not. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it is middle managers creating a job for themselves nowadays, like mm-hmm. trying to justify their job. Yeah. And it's just so baked into the corporate world that it's hard to get rid of. Mm-hmm. But there's some days where you can do your job in four hours and there's some days where it may take you 12 hours to do your job. Yeah, it's like mine. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, and I think more corporations need to be looking at it of like, 
hey, that employee doesn't need to be clocked in 40 hours a week when they're on salary. Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've, we've mixed this like salary with um, hourly like middle ground where it was never supposed to be. Salary was always supposed to be like get the job done. Mm-hmm. Whether you can do it in 20 hours or 60 hours, I'm paying you to do this job. Yeah. Which is what I've always like spoken to you from the get go. And this just shows you how far it's baked in. Mm-hmm. In your mind, you're like, like if I'm out of town, you're like, well, I still have to call you to make sure I can leave. Even though I've told you multiple <laughs> times, like if your job's done, your job's done. Yeah. You know? And then if I call you and I need something, then we'll either get it knocked out like wherever you're at or we'll, we'll wait to the next day. But then mostly if I'm calling you and you're gone and your job's not getting d- done, then we'll have that discussion. Right. And I think a lot of corporations aren't having that discussion. Having that discussion. They mm-hmm. just tie it to like, well, if they were here eight hours today, then they got their job done. Yeah. Well, no, it's you know how many more people of an scroll on freaking Reddit? Yeah. Like during their job? <laughs> it's more of an expectation than actually like being accountable. Exactly. Oh, we're back, Dylan's phone. We record on our phones still yeah. sometimes. Funny thing know? is, is when a call happens, Thanks, babe. I appreciate the call. Oh, but when a call going? happens, yeah, it cuts the recording on the phones. Yeah. So we're back. Um, so, yeah, I think I under I say all that to say, like, I understand people not wanting to go back to the office. Like, I get it. Yeah. I just think the wrong discussions are being had. I think everyone's like, well, F you. I'm just going to go look for another job. I'm seeing that all over Reddit and on different forums and stuff like call me back i'll go find another job mm-hmm. and you know what you can do that right now because everyone's hurting for labor so oh, cool yeah. but there'll be a time where not everyone's hurting for labor and you can't do that and i don't know why employees aren't just bringing a different discussion to the table it's going to take both sides but also corporations you know, this goes back to what we've talked about in earlier podcasts on like minimum wage and stuff there's going to be corporations that fail because they're just very short-sighted on it all yeah you know if you don't take care of people yeah they won't take care of you. Mm-hmm. So either way, all that to say, I see both sides. But I actually, I honestly do believe the corporations are more involved than the people. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. Um, plus, how about, like, shout out to all the trades people and, like, blue-collar workers and manufacturing and distribution. They don't get to work from home. No, they don't. They have to keep showing up for work. Yeah. So, like, calm down, you white-collar people. <laughs> <laughs> just saying (laughs) like what's funny is like the same people complaining to apple like it's their white collar jobs there's employees that work for apple in their retail stores and stuff that guess what have to keep coming back to work Mm -hmm. like it's like just imagine if all those all those jobs got picked up by other people and all the people that were complaining for some reason couldn't find a job and look at what's left is all the blue collar warehouse jobs guess what go back to work <laughs> Not in the office. you'll you'll be wishing you were in that office yeah all right so i see both sides anywho yeah. there's that and then we had one more discussion that we're going to touch and this is on a per- personal <laughs> finance side of things you are thinking about getting rid of your truck thank you you guys have seen that raggedy truck Maybe not on the podcast. If you it's watch not our a YouTube, raggedy truck. it's raggedy, bro. Don't talk about the truck like it's that. It's raggedy. Man. We'll, we'll <laughs> give away some of the secrets of that truck if you actually do sell it. We don't want to tell like any secrets to it now. But um, I mean, there's not really any secrets. Well, to there's it. some that shows just how raggedy it is, but I'm not going to say them at the moment. Um, <laughs> anywho, for those of you that only listen to the podcast, 
or just watch the podcast like videos go watch the other videos you may see dylan's raggedy truck in it mm-hmm. <coughs> excuse me <coughs> maybe that's the truck spiting me for talking mm. crap come on um you're thinking about getting rid of it thinking about it because I ha- honestly because... i haven't even really like dived into this conversation with tiff yeah it's just more of like the more i oh, sit on it i'm just then? trying she to listen to every well no podcast. it's it's fine because i mean we i i tell her like I mean, one of the biggest problems with the truck is I just don't have AC, which is something I could fix. It's hot. Bro. I'm not gonna pay fifteen to two thousand dollars to get my AC fixed. Because the truck's not worth it. Yeah, it's like it's either a compressor or it's a line. Mm-hmm. If it's the compressor, I can change the compressor up on my own. But I just like I have no time to do it. Right. And then if it's a line, <laughs> it just it. ain't happening. Yeah. But it's like the truck runs super nice, mm-hmm. and it's like it could run for another two hundred thousand miles, if not more than that. Maybe if it's a V eight. But it's taken five care point, of, like very point. well taken care of. Okay, that's true. Um, it's still raggedy. But uh, it's like I just don't know. I, I'm sitting on the side of like it's been in the family forever. I put a lot of like hard work and sweat and tears and this thing and just so okay okay and, and instead of just like crying over your truck the whole time explain to people why you're thinking about getting rid of the truck let's go there uh ac gas <laughs> yeah but what's like a different option i don't know if you can say the, the exact it, option or not yeah the other option is a sedan like a cheap yeah. sedan because right. I still have to talk to them right. more about it so, to see if they, they're fine with it. But the whole point is it could be any sedan, although yeah. used vehicles are very expensive right now because you can't get new, new maybe, vehicles. Maybe I can get Joe to buy my truck. <laughs> there you go, Joe. Be like, hey, man. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening. Uh, anyways, um, your v- my personal opinion, because I was like, let's save this for the podcast, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. All night and day, you should just sell the truck yeah. and not think twice about it. <laughs> You're being emotional when you should be fiscally smart. I I know, right? I know. And, 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 and that's the whole that game, I fully right? recognize. Like it's like I understand a hundred percent that that would be the best decision. Mm. It's just like the soul tie that's there is just right. I gotta cut it and you do. let loose because making these decisions. These are like small decisions that turn into big decisions down the road, yeah. right? And if you can't not be emotional now, you won't be emo- like you'll be emotional when there's even more money on the line when you shouldn't be being emotional. Yeah, I knew a guy. Right. I had a client when I was in the car world back in the day. Everything in his life was for sale all the time. Mm. Nothing. I remember you talking about freaking that too. nothing was ever being <laughs> held. Like he w- had just moved into a house, everything was good, and he immediately was like, just started putting it out there, seeing if anyone was interested cars everything he was not emotionally attached to literally anything everything was for sale everyone everything had a number on it mm-hmm. and i mean what's um what's that you can't those who oh <laughs> crap it's a verse and i should know this but it's like threading the eye of a needle mm. yeah I'm, I'm struggling at the moment but the whole point is you can't take anything of it with you mm-hmm. right And at the end of the day, the whole goal should be how do you create a foundationally smart financial base where there's always a roof over your head and food on the table. Right. That's all that matters. Anything else is just a surplus. Yeah. And I was like, I was sitting thinking about that because Tiff just, um, 
Tiff and her cousin Addie, they're going on a trip to Paris next she year. She told me about that. Yeah. And I was like, <clears throat> you know, when I start making a little bit more, like, yeah, finances will sit, you know, where we want them to sit. We'll be able to put into savings what we want and everything. But it's like, you know, for the time being, we got to kind of have extra eyes to see where everything's going. Yeah. And I'm just like, if something were to happen in the truck and it being a big gas guzzler granted i have the motorcycle and right. the motorcycle is going to be my daily it's just with everything that happened recently yeah. which if you haven't seen um the the after hours vlogs dylan dropped his motorcycle yeah i dropped it in the yard but when i dropped it i didn't expect it to happen but it bent the handlebar right so, you can't so really ride it. yeah so i can't i couldn't really ride it we got the handlebars but it's just finding time to do it and, and it's raining almost every day here yeah so it's checks. like yeah. it comes down to just having that time to do it good weather and everything but it's like if something were to ever happen to my truck i mean i don't know i mean i got i got the bike but it's like i'd really be in a pickle at that point yeah. you know so it's like do i do I just let it go and do I go with the smart choice of getting a, it's not brand new, but right. a newer, cheaper uh, sedan that's sedan. better on gas, yeah. cheaper to fix, better on gas, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and better on gas. You drive too much, yeah. right? I went to go fill up today. Gas was it like, it's over $3 mm. now where I filled up today. And I was just like, man. So for a prime example, I had my Camaro. Mm -hmm. I was looking for a Corvette. I stupidly bought a Porsche <laughs> that was twin turboed. We've talked about it on previous um, videos. And that thing racked up so much money so quick that I was not prepared for that I had to put a lot of those. This was like seven years ago. I had to put a lot of those repairs on a credit card. Yeah. Right. So now I had this brand new Porsche, not new, but new to me, Porsche, mm -hmm. um, with that new payment plus that the credit card debt to go with it. Yeah. And this kind of crap compounds really, really oh, freaking yeah. fast. I've been there. So, and then I just, at, like, I, I unloaded it to a guy who bought it, thankfully, without even test driving it. Like, it ran. It just liked to break a ton, mm -hmm. right? It would always foul out spark plugs. It just wasn't right. Yeah. Um, and then I went and bought a Wrangler because in my mind, I was like, this thing will at least hold its value. That was mm -hmm. my goal. I was like, I need something that will at least hold its value to help me try to stabilize some of this. Yeah. I was still rolling around with a ton of guys in fast cars that I didn't get to have a fun car anymore. So like I had to give up that whole life and my whole network that kind of went with it, mm -hmm. right? And then we gave up, Megan and I got married and we gave up the Jeep to get her something de decent. And then I drove around her 2011 Ford Fusion that she had for years. Yeah. I don't want to drive around a 2011 <laughs> Ford Fusion, right? That's, yeah. I had taken so many steps backwards. I'm like, what the heck happened with my life, mm -hmm. right? Right. But I was completely focused on the wrong things, right? Now I have the Camaro, cool, whatever. But if I had to, tomorrow I would sell it. I'd give a crap because mm -hmm. I'll go get another one. And I've proven to myself that I can work myself back up to go get what I want again. Right. Mm -hmm. And to me, it makes more sense to be financially stable with that whole process than yeah. to have a toy because toys are fun for a little bit until they break mm -hmm. and then they stress you out. And that's not stress you freaking need. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's why I haven't put the car on a track yet. That's why I haven't modded it yet. That's because I, I daily it. Mm-hmm. And Megan and I can't afford for that thing to be broken on the side of the road. I've been there yep. and done it. Um, so that's my personal advice. Like, get rid of it. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's these decisions now when things don't matter as much that shape your decisions down the road. Right. And if you're not training yourself on these small things, you're not going to do it. The average, the average person just levels up their life when their income levels up. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for you to say like, oh, once we start making more money, everything will be a little bit more cush. But it, statistically, it won't. Mm-hmm. Because people will go buy the bigger house, they'll buy the newer car because yeah. they can afford it. And spend, what they call spend creep actually starts to flip, fit, like bring itself in. And that's not even the new house or the new car. It's going out to dinner one or two more times a week because we have the cash, who cares? And mm-hmm. then like it all starts to add up. And that's why your average American didn't have enough money to weather the storm that happened during COVID. Yeah. That's why forbearances were through the roof. Like it just, it, it doesn't. And you don't want to be one of those posi- people. Mm-hmm. That's what the average person is. Yeah. So sell the stupid truck. <laughs> Even if this one vehicle doesn't work out, like if I was you, I'd be, especially with your drive and you guys have no clue when you're going to be moving yet. Yeah. We have no clue what anything really looks like over the next six months. We're just, we're running around like this topic could change if everything hits it out of the ballpark and you're able to make more money and all that, but we mm-hmm. don't know yet. So why not make those, you know? Yeah. Um, and I say this because Megan and I go through this, like this road, like we didn't want to live in that house mm-hmm. that we lived in right for a year and a half like no that was that was not as a very like on an emotional side or like taking an emotional toll on both megan and i but like that's a really bad move as a spouse for me Mm -hmm. that was not the best move to put her in financially it's going to pay off tenfold right so you start weighing those and you go, okay, well, it kind of makes sense. But like, because Megan and I made that decision, I could go like months without taking a paycheck and we would be okay, mm-hmm. right? Or when COVID hit and we didn't know what was gonna happen anywhere, we're like, whatever. Like the most expensive thing was like our mortgage and it was barely more expensive than the car. Mm-hmm. Like it's all down. So if you start living with those thought processes, you'll set yourself up better because realistically, like if you had an emergency at the moment of anything, could you take it? And like, don't, don't actually answer that. Right. But it's something to think about, mm-hmm. you know, Megan and I, we could weather a little bit, but only so much as well. But I, I would imagine we're a little bit better off than most. We're still trying to get up to like, and a lot of people are going to call me out on this because I have the Camaro and we're not there yet, but we're trying to get up to like six months worth of savings. So like if everything fell flat, we'd have six months to mm-hmm. to not skip a beat. Right. And I guarantee you there's a ton of people that would go, well, you should have never bought your Camaro. Well, guess what? It's my only hobby in life, okay? <laughs> I don't have time to do anything else. So my justification on the car personally is I would have a car payment no matter what. Mm-hmm. And if it was like a, even if it's a sedan, it'd probably be like two or three hundred bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I don't golf. I don't do any of that. Yeah. I don't Your really thing go out and drink anything. Cars. Yeah. So like, my hobby, add an extra like two or three hundred bucks a month onto the car, and like you get, it's not even that much, but you get the. So that's my, and it's a jacked up justification, but it's my justification. I'm sticking to yeah. it. Yeah. So, but at the same time, if I had to sell it tomorrow, I would. 
to make sure you got paid and my mom got paid and everyone else got like I whatever it's a car mm-hmm. there's plenty of them out there <laughs> unfortunately they're more expensive in today's economy yeah but there's also the, if there's any time to sell your truck right now would be honestly it. go take it to some freaking truck center somewhere and say give me five grand and they'll go okay <laughs> man if i give five grand <laughs> yeah oh geez it'd be a good day yeah no anybody on the podcast wants to offer me five grand for my truck hey i will take it if anyone wants to fund us in a sponsorship deal five grand to do something stupid with his truck we'll take it too oh. that's what i was thinking Video like, opportunity. Video opportunity. Is, if there's anyone out there that wants to either customize it and let us go rip it somewhere and like show how good your product works on a beat up truck, dude. Or there's an ammo company, although it's shortage. You want to see bullet holes go inside of it? <laughs> Something. Anyways, that's that. We're gonna go it's back like, to the I office. I would be much more okay with that. That'd be more fun. <laughs> Cause then I know why it died. <laughs> Dylan, if I had more money, I'd buy it off of you just so we could do something stupid with it. We could turn into Whistling Diesel for the day. That'd be funny. Or, Put some square tires on it. Or be a copycat of a copycat and turn into Street Speed 717 because he's a copycat of <laughs> Whistling Diesel. All he does is tear stuff up anymore. Goodness gracious. All right. Jeez. Appreciate you guys. Hope you learned something today. If not, maybe you got some laughs. I don't know. Go back to work if you're complaining. Or, you know, if you have a rightful reason to not go back to the office, you stand your ground. I don't know. I know, like, no C-suite people are listening, so there's no reason to even yeah. talk to them. But you guys are dummies, too. <laughs> <laughs> but don't be a dummy and don't be tied to financial things because you can't take it with you when you go. Except I think there is a story of one guy that put his Cadillac in the ground, and that's what he was buried in. So good for him. We will see you on the next one, guys. Peace. <laughs> Thank you.